Hi, welcome to something of the episode. I don't know which one. Episode number seven? I think seven. Of Teenage Dirtbags. Woo. woo, woo, woo. I'm Maddie. I'm Carly. And we're going to talk about a movie today. Yeah. It's uh, a special movie called... Seventeen again. With... Zac Efron and Matthew Perry. Yeah, right? yeah, Matthew yeah, Perry. Yeah. And Leslie Mann and Jim Gaffigan and... What's her name? Tom Michelle? Lennon. Mich- Who's Tom Lennon? Oh, the like nerd. Yeah, he plays um Ned. Ned. <laughs> yeah. Um I'll read my facts even though we just kind of did that. It premiered April 17th, 2009. It's starring Zach Efron and Matthew Perry and Leslie Mann, directed by Burr Steers, written by Jason Filardi, and it was rated PG-13. Uh, the logline is Mike O'Donnell gets a second chance to correct the mistakes of his past when he is miraculously transformed into a teenager. So Matthew Perry plays the adult version of Zac Efron. Which just right there perfect. is just perfect. Oh, you don't like it? No. Oh my God. I thought they did. I did. A, I thought that they did a great job. No. Okay. Well, can we just, can we just preface this whole episode really quickly by saying that this is the first time that we watched a movie separately oh yes so i actually think it's going to be interesting because we did not see each other's reactions mm-hmm. um see i don't even know if she laughed once maybe she didn't maybe she hated the whole thing i don't know you don't know whether i lol'd or not that's correct yeah. and you've seen this movie before oh yes of course yeah and do you remember anything about the first time you saw it you would have been in university i, w- I was almost 19 so I don't know. I probably watched it and enjoyed it, but like, it wasn't like magical for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think I liked it, but like, I don't think I necessarily loved it. I I know I was in university when I watched it. I do not remember. Again, as usual, I don't remember the exact time that I did, but I remember really liking it, and I've seen it multiple times since then. Yeah. Have you seen it multiple times since then? Yeah, I think I've seen it so many times that, like, I can't really watch it anymore without being like, ugh. But, I mean, I didn't mind it when I watched it again, and I had to, like, analyze it. Yeah. I I mean, I just really like it. And now, let me just say, really, I want to go back to the Matthew Perry and Zac Efron thing really quick. Please. So... That's, like, my first note is, like, in what universe does Zac Efron grow up to be Matthew Perry? There is something about the way that Zac Efron, he's kind of playing a more Matthew Perry role than a Zac Efron role. And I think he did a really good job. And sometimes people peak in high school and then when they're adults, they don't look as great. I think Matthew Perry is a freaking godsend, but I don't, obviously they look nothing alike. But I think there were certain things that I was like, okay, I was okay with it. The only actor I think that I would have accepted as playing an adult Zac Efron is Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that would have been good, too. Chandler Bing, I mean, <laughs> he's just not the right fit. I disagree with you. I think he was perfect. And I think Zach Efron was perfect. And can I also say really quickly before we get really into this, this is the first movie. I don't know if this is the first movie he did since, but this is the first movie that I was aware of and watched since High School Musical, since Zach Efron was in High School Musical. Mm-hmm. So I knew him as this, like, you know... Troy Bolton, Teeny Bopper. I mean, he's basically that character in this movie. I disagree with you. He's like the basketball player and he dances at the beginning. Yeah, no, I know that. But it's a completely different, like he's hitting on Leslie Mann, who's an adult and stuff. Oh my God. I think he does such a good job. I so disagree with you. I could have seen, I could see Zac Efron's character in this movie. Be Like, I believed that he was an adult in a kid's body. The way really? that he was acting, I was like, that's the reason he, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, it's so creepy. Like, for example, Big. Yeah. Let's go to Big for a second. Yeah. With um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. And he is, it's kind of, I guess it's pretty similar where they, he runs and, you know, gets, lives his, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's kind of the opposite. He becomes yeah. an adult as a kid. But um, that, most of that movie, you're like, okay, this is a kid in a, te- in a an adult body yeah but there's still things that i'm like this is so creepy like oh that that woman is hitting on a kid like oh that's so creepy but she doesn't know that she's hitting on an adult yeah but in this case when zach efron is checking out leslie mann who plays his wife technically but she's an adult he's a kid i did not think that was weird at all because i was like that's his wife like he's not acting inappropriately i cringed really yeah i cringed through so many of the scenes with zach efron and leslie mann 
I mean, I it's it's uncomfortable, but at the same time, I, I it's uncomfortable because you're like, oh, that's a teenager and that's an adult. But then I was like, but I know that that's Matthew Perry's character in a, in a teenager. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Zac Efron did a great job in this movie. Like, I don't think that he was lacking. I just think we're like, OK, here. Speaking of big, this is what I don't understand about this movie. OK, so in a movie like Big or 13 Going on 30, they're jumping ahead to the future. They're going to sleep as teenage kids. They're waking up as adults. Right. Correct? In Back to the Future, Marty McFly goes back in time. Mm -hmm. Right? This movie, he gets transformed into a teenager, but they're not going back to the... They're not going into the past. They're not going into the future. They're just in the present. Yeah. And I feel like that's a weird concept because this old man who looks like Santa Claus, the janitor, is like... Go and make a difference. Go change the path of your life. But then he's just he's just a teenager in present time. So he just seems like he's a really absent father because... Well, hold on. Should we should we go... Because if anyone has not seen this movie, they're going to be like, what the fuck are these people talking about? All right. Should we just go through a little bit? Sure. <clears throat> so basically, it starts off... We're in 1989. 1989. Yes. Sorry, I didn't really pronounce that well. And I just want to start off by saying... So this is Zac Efron or Matthew Perry, that, that character of... Oh, God. Uh, Mike. His name's Mike. Mike, yeah. Um, the character of Mike is in Mike high school. Mm -hmm. And his wife, the young Leslie Mann, is in high school as well. And it's 1989. She says that she's pregnant. And then he has to decide basically in like two seconds whether he should pick his basketball career or this baby. And he picks the baby. Which also off. doesn't really make sense. Why? Why do you need to? Why do you need to like run off the court just because yeah. your girlfriend's pregnant? Also, why can't you go to college and have a baby? Right, that's fair. Well, I do. I did say I, I do agree with you to agree. I was like, why? So the way that this plays out is the game is happening, and um, or it's about to start or whatever. His girlfriend shows up, and she's clearly got something on her mind like yeah. she's clearly concerned about something and he's like i gotta go talk to her and she's like no 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 it's fine like don't worry about it. i'll talk to you after and he's like no i can't concentrate what is it so she tells him that she's pregnant or whatever and then the game starts he's distracted she runs off he follows her blah blah, blah. i wrote down i was like i mean now this is let me preface again by saying that I know that I am all about the logic in movies yeah. quite often, and this movie is not very logical. But I'm going to accept that for some some of it. Okay. But in this case, I was like, "Why is she just showing up? Why isn't she there in the stands? Why would she even say anything yet?" I know. In the middle of this game, like I'm not saying if she really cared about him, she wouldn't tell him till after the game or before the game. Like this is not the time. No, this was not the time. You don't just bring up anyway. <clears throat> she and she's. It's one of those things that. That is a kind of a stereotype for women. She's also dressed like she's like a sister wife or something. <laughs> she looks like, I don't know, like her the hair. The 80s. Which also, I was watching it and I'm like, is this the 80s? This didn't look like, this looked like now. Yeah. But they were like, this is 1989. Just so you know. This yeah. is 1989. But everything looks like now. And also Jim Gaffigan just looks the exact same 20 years I later. I wrote that down. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan plays the coach and he is the coach when in 1989 and in current times of 2009. Um, and he looks the exact same. Yeah. 20 years. They didn't even bother trying to make him look older. No, he looks like he just walked in one <laughs> scene and then walked in the next. Like, they didn't even make him a beer belly. Yeah. They didn't give him nothing. He just, he's the same guy. And he even says, oh yeah, I've been here 20 years. What? Like, he presumably was maybe 30 and then 50. Like, yeah. it's not like it was I know. It even no 20 sense. and 40. Like, nothing works. That Anyway, he didn't look any different. The, else, the other thing that I just was gonna say and i know it's a movie but i'm we're gonna this is the point is we're trying to pull these movies apart but there's no way that mike o'donnell he's kind of like a haughty basketball player is friends with ned he's wearing like a dragon or whatever wizard cape and like he looks like he's about six years younger than yeah. zach efron i would have i really liked i loved their relationship in fact i didn't just like it i loved their relationship but it did it was hard for me to um i mean i just had to push that aside because I, yeah. I, I knew I had seen this movie before and I knew that they were just going to be friends the entire time. And I really love their friendship. So I just had to push aside that there's no way. It's not even so much that Zac Efron, excuse me, um, that Mike O'Donnell and Ned could be friends. It wasn't that. It was that one of them is being ridiculed so horribly and bullied by the whole student freaking body at the school. And Zac Efron 
is untouched but his yeah. best friend so like if that was real maybe yeah. Zach Efron would also be bullied or he wouldn't be friends with Ned yeah it does, or not dynamic, as publicly the night dynamic doesn't really make sense yeah but I had to just accept that that wasn't going to be the case yeah I know I know I just I just wanted to bring that up that's fine I agree with you I just uh, ignored it okay but can we just go back to the, the logic yes. of why would he be transformed into a teenager in the present how does this help him be a better father literally he says in the movie i get to redo senior year so does that mean that their dad essentially is just missing for the whole senior year i just feel like that I mean, doesn't yeah that does not make him hold on let's just say what, what happened so basically it goes to the present matthew perry and leslie mann are now getting a divorce they have two teenage kids who go to the same high school they went to when they were younger uh, Matthew Perry is miserable. He's not getting the promotions he wants. Leslie Mann is like trying to find a new man. Uh, his kids hate him. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's going terribly. He goes back to his high school to visit and pick up his kids. And he kind of realizes that he peaked in high school. Yeah, he's unhappy. He's unhappy. And he peaked in high school. He was amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And then the Santa Claus man, janitor, <laughs> comes and is like, Mike O'Donnell, you should have, whatever. And he may, puts a little spell on him. So blah, blah, blah. They, he goes on a bridge. He sees a man jump off the bridge, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. He, he, and then Matthew Perry slips off the bridge and falls into some sort of cyclone that transforms him into a teenager. In the present time, which you have a problem with. I just think. Which I agree. I mean, obviously it's not logical, but I, it's just one of those things where it's so illogical, illogical that I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, obviously same. I just, I just thought that like, I do agree. It should have gone. It's not so much the, like he doesn't really get to redo his senior year because it's not his senior year. He's yeah. this new person now because he's not Mike O'Donnell anymore. He has to change his name to Mark. Yeah. And it's not his senior year. He dresses as Kevin Federline. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. He it's he doesn't know any of these people. It's not a senior year. If he and this. I OK, now I'm going to go with you on this, because if he were to redo this senior year as Mark. Yeah. This is new Zac Efron in the 21st century. Yeah. He and let's say he thinks so originally he thinks that he was meant to do this so that he could work on his and actually get a basketball scholarship. Yeah. Which is what he thought he should have done or whatever. Let's say that this new Zac Efron in his redoing senior year gets on the basketball team, gets the basketball scholarship. Then what? He's just going to live the rest of his life as Zac Efron again? <laughs> I know. He's like so pumped that like. And then he literally Matthew Perry will never come back if he's going to be. Zach Efron and yeah. become a famous basketball player. Their dad is now gone. Their You're dad right. is disappeared. It's literally <laughs> fallen off the face of the planet. And they now have this new weird best friend who keeps saying yeah. very uncomfortable yeah. things to them because he's now in school with his kids. Yeah. And he's, tr he's befriends his son and is trying to like get his son a girlfriend yeah. and he's trying to protect his daughter from this like skeezy nasty guy. Who I think is actually like really good looking. He's incredibly good looking. Stan. He's also in Weeds <gasps> and I love You're right. his character in Weeds. He plays Silas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Guess what his name is in, in real life? Uh, I think I know this. His name's Hunter. I did know that. <laughs> yeah, fucking Hunter. Um, so it's, it is interesting like because now if this presumably continued for years they now have this new weird best friend who's obsessed with their mother, <laughs> who's trying to hit on their mom at all times. And she reciprocates because she's like, this is my boyfriend in high school. She doesn't reciprocate yeah. to a full degree, but she, there's a lot of things I wrote down that yeah. she's like saying. And I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that to a teenager. Yeah. Um, but anyway. in fairness to like the concept of this movie, if he had have gone back in time to redo his senior year, he would have just had protected sex. And then everything would be solved. <laughs> Correct. But so, I, mean, I understand is, that he thinks that his, that him going back in time like this or not back in time, but back to his young self is meant to get him a basketball scholarship and stuff and stuff. But in reality, it's only to not only, but it's a much shorter process where it's meant to show him what he did was correct. The yeah. way that he lived his life was correct. It just like, it's just funny that like, all of a sudden he becomes a teenager yeah, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like so dedicated to his children and his almost ex-wife. Like, why weren't you that dedicated when you were an adult? Right. Well, that's <laughs> what he's noticing. I know, but it takes him like two seconds right. to be like, I'm going to help you get on the basketball team. I'm going to help my daughter realize her potential. I'm going to help I don't my wife. Think, I don't think that they, he was ever not committed to his kids. They were very, uh, they hated him. Because he was, he sucked. 
Yeah, but like I mean, it wasn't so much like he tries to be involved when he's in when he's an adult Matthew Perry. He tries to take them to ice cream. He just doesn't get it, and they're not telling him anything because he's their dad. But when he's a kid, they do tell him things, and he does see that his daughter has this shitty boyfriend, and he sees that it like he has this conception as an adult that his son is popular, and then as a kid, he goes and sees that his his son is actually right super bullied. Right. You know what's weird? Actually, now that I think about it. They, there's never a moment in this movie where the kids are like, I miss my dad. Well, they don't. <laughs> I know, but isn't that kind of like strange? Yeah. And even at the end, you don't see him um, like with his kids when he Yeah, that's true. That would have been interesting. Back. Especially since his... Well, anyway, we so for all we know, later. his kids just still hate him. <laughs> that's very true. But I mean, we also assume that him and Leslie may get back together. Well, we see that though. Well, we don't know how, what happened after that two second thing. All right. Who knows? Maybe they were like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> you know, it was one of my favorite moments. I just thought it was so stupid and funny. Okay. So at the beginning, when Mike O'Donnell's still an adult, Matthew Perry, he comes into the backyard and his wife is like, I want to be a landscaper. And he's like, oh, you're so annoying because he like doesn't believe in her, I guess. <laughs> and then she's like, you suck at completing projects. She's yeah. like, look at that fire pit. You didn't even complete it. It's like this a pile of bricks. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, and look at the hammock. You didn't even finish the hammock. I'm like, you didn't finish the hammock? I thought that too. I thought that too. I was like, put the ha- hang it up. What person can't finish putting up a hammock? Like the barbecue pit or whatever it was, I get. It requires cement. It requires bricklaying, which <laughs> I, know. I don't know how to do. Like, I understand that. But the hammock, you're right. Like, it's literally, I could do it in 25 seconds. Literally, there's just a hammock on the ground. Yeah. He just, like, didn't tie it to a tree. But I also love that, like, <laughs> like it it just, like, they didn't even, it, okay, he didn't finish putting the hammock up, but they didn't even put it away. They weren't like, okay, we didn't <laughs> do it. They just lay, leave it laying on the ground. Like, they're just like the laziest family of all time. And then within seconds, she's made this gorgeous backyard. (laughs) So she like redoes their whole backyard. That's like her divorce project or whatever. And it's gorgeous. That, as a side note, honestly, that a screenshot of that backyard is what I want. That's so funny because I wrote down, I feel like Maddie would love that backyard. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, There's like little rock pathways. And now this is, okay. So Matthew Perry is a kid. So Mike O'Donnell... As Zach Efron now, he befriends his son. He comes to see, you know, comes over or whatever, meets the mom. Yeah. And she's like, wow, you look just like my husband when we were in high school, blah, blah, whatever. So she's showing him. This made me so uncomfortable. She's showing him. This is one of the times that she's, she didn't outwardly, like, I kind of understand because he looks, he, I mean, he is her husband in high school, but she doesn't realize that. She's going, wow, this guy looks exactly like him. That's when I was in love with my husband, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I can understand her, like, confusion a little bit. Like, it's obviously inappropriate, but I can yeah. understand why she's a little confused. Anyway, so she never, like, jumps on him. But the things that she says, like, so she's showing him the backyard and she's like, this is what I'm going to do. Her son's not even there anymore. She's now just telling this yeah. to her son's friend who she just met. Yeah. She's like, come look at the backyard and like what I plan on doing. She's showing him this backyard and she's doing it in such a romantic way. Not purposefully, I guess. But she's like, this is where the, this is going to be. This yeah. is going to be here. And then she's like, and then it's going to be a bunch of star, uh, a bunch of lights covering the whole backyard so that every night is a starry one. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you saying that? <laughs> like, I don't, I know that that's not like a flirting line necessarily but she's saying it in such a romantic way he's a teenage boy i know and now he doesn't care about every night being a starry (laughs) one like it's and now he's like so like wow but like one day ago he was like ah you're gonna be a landscaper you idiot (laughs) (laughs) but now he realizes how great she is this was the phase with the hair swoop with bieber brought this hair swoop hairstyle into yeah existence yeah and I've never, ever, ever thought it was attractive. I hate the hair swoop in this movie. Um, I agree. I don't. I Zach Efron. I think he. I there's a difference between w- what I think is attractive and what I understand is attractive to other people. I think I can. I think Zac Efron is incredibly good looking. Mm-hmm. I can understand why he is attractive to many people. He is zero percent attractive to me. It's not really. Yeah, like Even in any now. in any movie ever. <sighs> it's just not he's just not my thing. It's I completely understand with Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt I can <sighs> see he is attractive. I can <sighs> understand why he's attractive to people. But here I am going like, but Zach Galifianakis, oh hello. Like oh my. I'm I can understand why these people I'm not stupid. I understand why these people are attractive. They're just not my thing. Wow. 
See, I never found Zac Efron attractive until the last like three years or so because I have him on Instagram and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, he's a whoa. He's a whoa, whoa, whoa. So is Brad Pitt. Are you nuts? Yeah, I've just never been attracted to that wow. man. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So this is why I like screamed. What would you do? What What is your mind doing if I come downstairs or a, a person, a human being comes downstairs, uh-huh. a grandma, an old lady just comes down into your apartment and is like, I'm Maddie. And you don't believe, like, what do I have to do to make you believe me? <laughs> that, like, you've been transformed. <laughs> that I've been into transformed a- into an old lady or a baby. I don't know. Um, like, what do I have to do? That's a, that's a great question. Do you know what I mean? Because basically, Zach Efron, so I, we, we're going back a little bit, but Zach Efron is, tran- or Michael Donald's transformed into Zach Efron. He goes to his best friend's house and he's trying to convince him. Right. I'm Michael Donald. And he's, like, trying to give him all this information. And he's like, that's Googleable. But it's just so interesting to me because I think I'd be—I think I would believe the person immediately. I really you do. You would. Yeah, I'm very convincible. Wow. Easily convinced. I think I would be easily convinced if they start <laughs> naming out things that I should—that they should know. I'd be like, all right, cool, great. This is awesome. How do I get there? <laughs> I think I would know by the way you talk. The way you talk yeah, is that's so true. I do specific have a- <laughs> that if some like eight-year-old came down here and started talking the way that you talk, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> bring it in, Maddie. Yeah. You'll fart. That's me. <laughs> I just thought about them. Like while they're doing it on the doing it while they're while he's trying to convince him in the movie, he's like giving all this great details that yeah. Ned is like not accepting, which I get. And then he finally gets it. But yeah, that's um, called the confidant. There's always like the the one person that they can like confide in who like believes their story. Right. You know what I mean? I like to think that that would be me in a real life. I think I would be the pomp the pompadant. <laughs> Uh, the pompadant. The pompadant. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, if that ever happens to me, I'll definitely come to I you. I just think that I believe people really easily. Yeah. Like, all these true crime, for example, this is going off topic very, but like, all the, any documentary or true crime thing, when they're like, did this person do it? And for example, making a murder, every other episode, they say he did it. And then, they, then the next one, they say he didn't do it. And every time I'm like, oh my God, he did it. And I'm like, no, he didn't do it. And the next episode, I'm like, he did it! <laughs> and I'm like, well, he didn't do it. Like, I just, I just am uh, very easily convinced. If someone has the proof, I'm like, okay, great. Okay, well, here's, great. here's what I'll tell you. I have a dent in my right leg, okay? A dent? Yeah, it's like the a... the fuck does that it's mean? It's like a hole. It's like a dent. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. I really wish that our... I could... You could see my face right now. What does that mean? Like a dimple? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a dimple. Okay, a dimple. When I was a little, hole. No, but when I was little, my mom, when I was born, my mom said she could, like put stuff in it <laughs> <laughs> okay it was like a change purse oh okay perfect um that's weird but so if i ever transform just know that i have a dent in my right leg mm, copy okay so i'm re- i was really picky with this movie as mm-hmm. you can tell but this part if if an adult man is transformed into a teenager he's all of a sudden ripped six-pack mm-hmm. really good looking like girls want him whatever like i know this sounds terrible but I feel like most guys wouldn't be pining after, like, a 45-year-old woman. I feel like they'd be like, oh, sweet. Now I get to bang teenage girls. Okay. I mean, I agree with you, except that's not the point of this movie. <laughs> I know, but I'm just trying to say, like, realistically. realistically this isn't realistic. I know, but <laughs> just humor me for a minute. No, I won't, because he is... The whole point of him going back as a teenager is because he thinks he has to rectify his entire life. And this revolves around his goddamn wife, Leslie Mann. Who, I by the what... way, by the way, just as a side note, here we go. I fucking love her. Okay, she's great. But <laughs> my point is, is that age does not matter when it comes to her. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite people. Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow Listen, are gorgeous people. She's hot for sure. <laughs> but what I'm saying is at the beginning of this movie, he says right to her. I'm unhappy or he says I'm miserable or something. Right. Yeah, he yeah. seems like they're about to get divorced. He's clearly not happy in his marriage. So all of a sudden he gets transformed into a hot Zac Efron and he's like, the only woman I want is the woman that I had been ignoring for 20 years. Because he realizes. Oh, and then there's this scene where the two of them dance. First of all, she's teaching him. First, okay. She's, first of all, she says, I have a date tonight. Why is she telling him? It's uh, not her son. They're not. It's not even a close friend. Like she's. He's literally his her son's friend. And she goes, "I have to go. I have a date tonight." And she's dancing by herself in the living room, like getting ready or whatever. And he comes and joins her. She put. He puts on his song. Blah blah. blah. She goes, "Do you want me to teach you the the dance from our wedding?" 
no, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> you should not be doing that. But anyway, they do. And ma'am. of course, he, of course, he knows it because he was at the wedding. He was the groom. But she doesn't realize that. So he's doing the things and she's he's going along with her teaching. They're like she's saying right, left, right, left, whatever. And then he just kind of like zooms in and does it perfectly. And then he yeah. goes, they're doing a twirl. And she's like, wow, you picked it up so well. And he goes, jump. And she jumps into, and she jumps. She jumps into his arms. They're twirling around. Oh. Ah! And don't even get me started on the camera shot of them twirling. Yeah. The camera, it's so disgusting. The camera repeats (laughs) the same shot. Yeah, it's it's that. I will agree with you. It's a little uncomfortable. However, I have, just to bring it back to Big for a second. Yeah. When I, I haven't watched Big in years, just as a side note. I love that movie so much. I haven't seen it in years. I watched it. Last year. Did you? I watched it on the plane ride home from Winnipeg. Oh, well, there you go. And I was high on Ativan, and I was like, this movie is crazy. <laughs> that would be a great movie to see high. Um, but it in big, I'm also very uncomfortable with the adult-child relationships. So yeah. I get that that's what... You're supposed to be uncomfortable. Like, it, you're not supposed to be like... That's why 13 going on 30 works better. Well, kind of, but it's the same as big that way. No, because she's an adult. Doll. Oh, no, she's right. not. Oh, you're right. This is that's the exact same as Big. Carly's an idiot. I'm such a dumb idiot. <laughs> but I I do agree with you that that um uh, dance scene is horrifyingly oh. cringy. But I do love it at the I same time. Wanted to vomit because I'm like Leslie, what are you doing? Why did he goes jump? But he says it like that too. It's not like jump. Like it's yeah. So jump, <laughs> and then she. Goddamn jumps into his arm. They literally twirl. <laughs> oh, and then the sun oh, the sun sees them twirling oh together. Good lord, that scene makes me want to die. I did laugh though, so his her date shows up and Zach Efron the sun pieces out. He's gone. Yeah. But Zach Efron's kinda like at the door greeting this date with Leslie. And he clearly disapproves. It's very I thought this was very funny where he was kinda like, This idiot, like and the guy's like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'm a, I'm a single dad. I understand that, you know, your son's going to be protective. And she's like, this is not my son. <laughs> and he's like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was kind of funny. Yeah. And then the daughter pushes by to get in the car with Stan. Did you notice what Stan was listening to? No. Nookie by Limp Bizkit. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> Which is, uh, for a teenager in 2009, is very... Um, old school. Very old classic sc- rock. Very old school. <laughs> very classic rock. <laughs> Um, so my question for you, Maddie, tell me, Madeline Zeku, that's me. What would you do differently if you became a teenager Look, again? Okay. I, I wanted to ask you this, the same thing. Like if, uh, well, not the same question, but I want to talk about what, would you want to go back to high? I would. I fucking loved I high school. Yeah, I would for sure. And there's certain things I would change. I'm, I, I, maybe, I, I don't know, but I, okay. Now that being said, I would not want to go back how they do in this one. I wouldn't want to go back. Right. As myself now to my the current high school. Yeah. That would be miserable. That would be stupid. I would hate that. Yes. I would like to go back in time. In time, yeah. but with the knowledge I have now. Right. That Me would too. be amazing. That would be so great. High school was just so my twelfth my eleventh and twelfth year were awesome. Yeah. They were just so great. I loved them. I would love to go back. I don't know what I would do differently though. I would probably I mean I would I don't know. I don't know what I would do differently. I think I did a pretty okay job at high school. I yeah. Yeah. I, I'm happy you would with just what go, I did. You would just go back because you wanted to have that much fun again. I would want to have that much fun again with the knowledge I had now. So maybe yeah. I would keep... Like there's there's a hand, one or two people. I'm very lucky. We've talked about this before where I'm... You're, and you're the same way where our current best friends are people we went to high school with. Mm-hmm. There's obviously some new additions like us. Oh. Oh, cute. Beautiful. But... Um, but the majority of my best friends are people I went to high school with. There are, however, two people in particular that I was incredibly close with in high school that I just lost touch with. And it breaks, it still breaks my heart. Like mm-hmm. when I, th- and we there, you know, we have each other on Facebook or whatever. But when I see old pictures, like we were so close, mm-hmm. so close. And I was like, this is going to be my number one people for the re- rest of my life. And we have not talked in like 10 years yeah. and it breaks my heart. So maybe I would have like kind of held on to that. I don't know. I would have, or maybe it wasn't meant to be. I don't know. Yeah, but that happens to everybody. Of course it does. But that's the only thing I can really think of that I regret about high school. I'm so much more, I was always social, but I'm so much more confident in my social ability now Yeah. that I would have, that would have been nice in high school. But pretty much, I mean, I had fantastic classes. I had great teachers. I did okay. I was mm-hmm. involved. I had good friends. 
I don't know. I have, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Okay. That's good. What about you? Mm, I would have had more fun. I, th- I mean, I had fun, but I think I would have been less like socially anxious. Yeah. I would have just tried to really enjoy myself more and be present. Yeah. That would, that's, that's true. Yeah. And I would have just like, yeah, like you said, I would have been more confident in my, I don't know, just in who I am basically. And then I probably would have joined drama. I think that, like, because I always, when I was younger, I was much more um, determined mm-hmm. than I am now. And uh, Oh, I'm opposite. No, like, I, well, whether or not I did it, obviously I wasn't determined enough because I didn't do it. But when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be the youngest female director. I was right. convinced. I was like, I'm going to be the youngest female director. And I was like, I have to do that by whatever age, 17 or something. Didn't do it. But now... It's not that I'm less determined, but I can't be the youngest female director anymore. I'm 29. Right. So it's not, I want to still do it, but I, I really wanted to be the youngest this. I wanted right. to be the youngest that, which is not, so it's not necessarily determined, but it was, I had all these concepts of what I wanted to do mm-hmm. that were time limited or whatever. Like, um, like exactly that. I want to be the youngest this, youngest yeah. that. And I didn't do it. So I would have maybe done that. Huh, that's interesting. I always wanted to be the, I'm going to be the youngest women to write a book. Really? Always. I kept saying that. That's funny. And then I remember as I got a little bit older, that I'd read an article or something and it was like, 19 year old writes her first book, youngest person. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I I was so, that's so funny because we were opposite. Like, I never thought that I would do anything interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that sounds terrible, but like. I was just never the person that was, like, good at stuff in mm-hmm. high school. I was just average at everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, looking back, I would have loved to have, like, written a play that, like, yeah. we performed. Or I would have loved to have, like, done more short films or something. But, like, oh, yeah. at the time, I was just, like, I just felt so average that I was, like, I'm probably just going to have, like, an average life. That breaks my heart. <laughs> I So, that's, okay, so this kind of goes also with what, see, I should have been more present because... And you actually are the one who pointed that out to me recently, that I'm very future oriented. I'm always thinking about so what's happening. Yeah. No, but like in high school, I wasn't present in high school. I was, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I had some big dreams. I was like, I'm going to be at the Oscars. Yeah. I'm going to be writing books. I'm going to be starring in this. Mo- I'm going to be doing this. I was all about the future. I thought I was going to be so successful and I'm now that being said I'm super super happy with my life and I do think I'm successful in certain ways um and similar ways like I work in film and tv like I wanted to and everything I'm not at the Oscars but I was like I'm gonna be at the Oscars I'm gonna be winning all the Oscars yeah whatever um I maybe should have been a bit more present in high school because it was all about what's going to happen what's going to happen yeah so we were opposite because I didn't think now, I was very, very average, and I knew I was average, but I was convinced that if I just told myself I was going to do something, I would do it. I think people can relate to that. Um, I mean, I didn't do it. But no, but I know, but I, I think that's, like, I think a lot of people can relate to, like, having these these big dreams that maybe, like, in their life took a different turn, and that's right. fine. I'm so goal-oriented now that I feel like it's hard, it's so hard for me to be present currently as a 28 year old right because i'm always like i have this i want to do i have this one to do yeah. and i'm like i just need to be present because soon yeah. i'm gonna be all of a sudden i'm gonna be 55 and i'm gonna be like i just spent my whole life trying to attain these things that yeah you know anyways this is Absolutely. becoming no, more totally... philosophical but <clears throat> that's okay who cares <laughs> um welcome to our philosophical podcast. also also one thing i would have loved to, i love learning more now yeah <laughs> like in in high school i was like whatever i'll just get 70s and yeah. that's fine yeah but now i'm like i actually like i take courses online yeah not for any other reason that i just want to learn uh, yeah <laughs> and I back agree. then i was like i don't care i mean there's certain classes that i'm like okay i don't need that but even like now i am a photographer i i'm a photographer yeah and we took photography class i took it every year in, in high school and i had the most amazing teacher Meetima meets Meetima. Yeah, well, her last name is Miss. She was Miss Meetima. Oh, wow. We called her Meech. She's the best. She's literally the best. I'm so 100 percent sure she's gonna listen to this. So Miss Meetima, I love you. You're sure she will? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh. I still talk to her. Oh. We still we keep in touch. We've gone to lunch a bunch of times. She's wow. fantastic. Um. Anyway, so that's a class in particular where I was like, I just got to get through. I enjoyed it, but I was like, okay, she wants us to do this project. I'm gonna do it. Great. But there are so many aspects to it that I'm like 
son of a bitch. Like now when I'm working as a photographer, I'm like, I know. I got to know what this is. I, I don't know. remember. What the hell is a fucking f-stop or whatever yeah. all these things that she taught we did a we had a dark room we were very spoiled we had yeah. a dark room we had all these cameras it was amazing and i'm like shit i should have paid a little bit more attention in that class <laughs> that's such a bummer because i feel that way too yeah like english class i mean i'm i liked it it was great but what cl- what class do you remember what class you got the best grades in probably photography all my art classes and photography classes um because i just there was also a p- part of me that not that I'm charming, but I can relate to teachers in some way. And even though I would be chatty or annoying or whatever, I did the work I needed to do. And I just got creative with how my grades could be. And that's those are the classes that happened in. I would do a video sometimes yeah. and that would be really great. I'd get extra points for that. I would that. always do videos because I hated public speaking. Me too. I have so many films. But I so I think the media studies, because there was a lot more... Um, ability to be a bit creative and I also but where I'm going with this is I have relationships with those teachers like Miss Gordon is to this day one of my favorite teachers I've ever had in fact she just followed me on Instagram recently hey Miss Gordon she's absolutely amazing she honestly got me to where I am and Miss Miedema those two people if I were to ever win an Oscar (laughs) which I won't I'm so sorry never say never no, I won't. But if I were to, those are the two people I would, those are the two teachers I would thank. They were absolutely incredible. I think they also got my way. Yeah. Like, I, if I didn't follow the assignment, they understood what I was going for. Do right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's a great quality in a teacher. They were so amazing. I have one teacher like that, Mr. Davies, who was my media teacher, and he was the person that encouraged me to pursue film. I love it. And I truthfully i know this for a fact i would not have went to film school if it wasn't for him so it's kind of crazy my life could be totally different if it wasn't for mr davies what do you so is media the class that you would say you got the best grades in probably what about english because you're writing now i liked english but i didn't get good grades in it english is hard to get good grades you would think that english would be an easy one to get good grades in because you're kind of just like assessing something from your perspective but but i will say that there was one class called World Issues where I actually was like, I'm into this class. Like, I look forward to going to this class. And I did a video presentation on the genocide in Darfur. Oh and, like, I got, like, really good grade. And it was the first time in my life where I was like, oh, I should start learning about what's happening in the world around me. So that's a class I did well in because all of a sudden my interest was sparked. Right. But, yeah, probably media was, like... Mr. Davies really liked me. He he literally thought I was like some prodigy. Right. Everything I would do, he'd just be like, "Oh, amazing!" Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. There's, I love those teachers that like just supported. There yeah. Was just, I was just such a little weirdo. I was so lucky because I was such a little weirdo, and like, I'm a, I'm a very good procrastinator. Very Ooh, good. Oh, welcome to the club. And I just remember like I did things differently than other students. I just did, and yeah. my teachers. There were some teachers that did not allow that and did not accept it. That's fine. I get that. I'm not saying I expect them to, but there were a handful of teachers that understood that and that allowed it and that, like, they knew. There was one teacher in particular, um, I hate, I hate, and still to this day hate public public speaking Mm -hmm. and performing and presenting in front of a class. And it just so happened I was assigned this project and I had to present it on whatever day, but we had a softball day a softball game that day and I was supposed to be out of school for that day yeah and she said and I also was very nervous about when I was gonna do it and I didn't want to do it in front of the class and she said that's okay you can just do it in front of me and she let me present in front of just her so I know those teachers are great yeah it just makes you feel good and like it made me want to go to class and be there when you feel valued yeah when your opinions are valued. I Yeah, we were very lucky in our school, I think. Anyway. Um, we just went on a long That's fine. This is tangent. about our high school experiences. That was my, our high school experience. You, you are right. I know. Um, one of my notes is, um, I think it's a double standard that Zac Efron is trying to basically get his son laid. I thought the same But thing. then he's trying to make his daughter, like... I thought the same thing. Abstinent. So, okay, that same thing crossed my mind, but then I defended it because I was like, he's not, he's, if if he was saying to his um, son, oh, go get that girl, and it was like the popular girl that, that is not a nice person, and he's yeah. like, just get laid, that's different. 
he's saying to him, oh, you like that girl. You should go talk to her. Yeah. And to his daughter, who's with the biggest skis bag of all time, he's trying to protect her from that. Yeah. I think that if she was dating a nice kid, it would it'd be a lot different. Yeah, that's actually a good But point. I do agree with the double. Like, I, that did cross my mind. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, wait, no. He's protecting her. That's from a good point. Evil. Yeah, maybe if Stan was a good guy, he wouldn't have been so Yeah, I don't think crazy. he would But here was my other note about Stan. Okay, so there's a scene in the movie where the, the daughter's crying because Stan wants to have sex with her and she said no and then he's like, okay, then we're breaking up because I want to have sex, uh, which makes Stan look like a jerk, right? Which, that is a jerk move for sure. But one thing I was thinking was like, they're moving in together after they graduate. So like, in his defense, like... <laughs> <laughs> most people don't move in together he does say that to be fair he does was he? like yeah he mentions he's like we're because like later when they get back when they're talking not back together but they're talking again and he's like i just want to know before we move in together oh okay. or they i don't know if he says it that calmly and nicely but he does say like we're moving in together like bang me or whatever he says <laughs> but it's kind of true i mean like i don't agree with his reasoning because i don't think he actually felt that way but if that was his reasoning then i understand it yeah. To some degree. Yeah. But I also understand her being like, no, fuck that. Yeah. But then like, oh, and then don't even get me started when she starts hitting on Zach, oh, which is her dad. Oh, my God. And she starts like making like animal sounds. The other thing is now, if my dad appeared in front of me right now as a 29 year old or as a 29, because I'm 29, oh, okay. like or, or if I was 17 and he appeared as a 17 year old in front of me, I think I would know it was my dad because I've seen pictures of my yeah. father as a child. Also. Well, I mean, reg- the the pictures of my dad as a six year old, it looks like my dad. Yeah. I'm like, that's my dad. Yeah. Um, but especially at 17, you could tell. Yeah. Right. And even if he, you couldn't tell, you'd be like, that looks a little bit like my dad. That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I do. I think that was really. I think it's super weird that she was like attracted to him or whatever because. Yeah, that happens in Back to the Future too, and it just weirds me out so much. Yeah, you'd have to know like this guy if you didn't if you weren't like this is my father you're at least like this person looks like my father yeah it's freudian very i didn't really like what's her name michelle something michelle trattenberg i love her so much yeah i don't really i love her i didn't like didn't like her character but i i don't think we're really supposed to like her character are we not not really i mean she's pretty shitty to her dad and her fucking brother hit her boyfriend is bullying like severely her brother and she's like ah so I know she's kind of the not worst. Not like her, but I do love her in real life. I think she's so gorgeous. I think she has the most beautiful smile and the beautiful hair, and she's freaking Harriet the Spy, man. Oh, I used to love Harriet the Spy. I wish that was a teen movie. I wish I was a spy when I, think I was. We could young. still watch that. That's kind of teen. They're like twelve in it. Yeah, sure. We could watch Harriet the Spy. I love that movie so much. Um. Okay. So one of my last notes is that I just fully didn't understand. Just straight up didn't understand why there's the party at Ned's house. Everyone from the school's there. It's getting out of hand, and then all of a sudden. Scarlet's there on the balcony talking to Zac Efron yeah. and he goes in for a kiss. I'm like, why are you at Ned's house? Why are you at this party? Well, she says that she's there because um, I can't remember her son's name, but the son isn't answering his phone. And so she's concerned. So she goes to Ned's house to find him. I don't know how she knew he was at Ned's house. I don't know how she knew there was a party. I don't know why she's not. Re- Usually, I mean, my parents probably wouldn't have cared, but well, they would have turned around and, around and left. If they saw a big party and they thought, oh, she's in this party. They would have been like, all right, she had a party. But she goes through the party and is like talking to Zac Efron and like chilling. And then he kisses her, which is really weird. But yeah, she's not that she's leading him on. I'm not that person who's like, she was asking for it. But they walk up to a private area and she's not leaving. I'm not saying I really, I need to, you know, emphasize. I'm not saying she's asking for it or anything like that. But they go up to this balcony and he leads her up to this balcony and... I, I don't think he was doing it with the intention of kissing her or anything necessarily. Like, I, I do think that they were... And then he just felt it or whatever. But she couldn't be that shocked. I also think she kind of wanted it to happen a little bit. because because She starts to really like him by the end. Well, because it's his her husband as a kid. I know. Which, but... oh God, that, that sentence sounds so weird. Uh... Her husband as a kid. But I also... This is a side... So that's my last note as well, is why does Maggie... I guess and the son, but especially Maggie. So Maggie is the daughter. She never, like, okay, so they all get happy ending, great. Now her parents are back together, presumably. And she never says, hey, mom, remember when you made out with a teenager? Like, that's, I, I mean, who knows? We haven't seen the end. But I would, I would bring that up every goddamn day. 
And I'd feel very uncomfortable about it too. We we assume that so he transforms back into his adult self at the end. Right. He no one's runs like, Where off did the Bastron go. I know. Like if they did a sequel to this, it would be about like a missing teenager <laughs> and Ned would be like <laughs> behind bars. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. That would be a fantastic sequel. We should do the sequel. Oh my god. That's so funny. Ned's been arrested for kidnapping <laughs> yeah. a child. Anyways, the, the only last thing I had to say is the one thing I did like about this movie was uh, Jan from The Office. Oh, um, there, she is. I love their storyline. Well, because at first you're like, wow, she should file a restraining order against this guy. He's so creepy. And then you realize that she actually digs it. Mm-hmm. And when I love the scene right there at dinner and she yeah. starts speaking whatever it is. Elvish. From, Elvish from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And you realize that she's like a secret nerd. Oh, my God. So basically stuff. she's the principal of the school. Yeah. Ned, the creepy or not creepy. Oh my god the weird best friend he's kind of creepy no but i that's not what i meant to use it to describe him he's like obsessed with her and then he becomes very creepy and it's like and he's very rich because he's a successful yeah. nerd or whatever and he's giving her all these things and trying to get her attention and they finally she agrees to dinner and he says something about gandalf the gray and she proves him wrong and then they start speaking elvish they have like a yeah. full-on conversation in elvish and it's, it makes me so happy it's so funny and then she says that he can plunder her dungeon anytime. Oh my god. It's their their storyline makes me so happy. It's so fun. And at the end they're in bed together and she's wearing those elf ears. She's wearing elf ears, yeah. It's really great. It's so funny. Anyways, good. that's that's the part that I liked. Best. Yes. I really like their storyline. So is that it for the movie? You're, yeah. You're so what did you, what was your um rating out of ten? Well, upon review I realized that so much of this movie just makes me so mad. So Jeez. <laughs> I know, I'm becoming a real snob here. Yeah, you really are. Well, you're the one who was ripping apart American Graffiti. That movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would give this a five and a half. Are you high? I'm not high. You're fucked up, man. Okay, I disagree with you strongly. But, okay, go on about your five and a half. I don't know, I just felt like if I was the writer of this movie, I would have just done a l- things a lot differently. All right. What would you have done differently? Okay, well, first of all, I wouldn't have made him a teenager in the present. Oh, right. You're really, really angry with that. But then, if you're going to do that, then just scrap the movie idea and just watch Freaky Friday. Because that's a way better concept. Wow. Yeah, I said it. Wow. It makes no sense that this father is just missing for, like, up to six months. But he says he's away. Oh. I just disagree with you. All right, fine. I give this movie a seven and a half. Oh, my goodness. Out of ten. This movie sucked. Are you? Oh my God. I honestly can't tell if you're kidding or not. Are you kidding? I'm like half kidding. So we didn't even talk about what, um, who you uh, identified with the most. Did you identify with anyone? I don't know. Maybe Leslie Mann because sometimes I see teenagers and I think they're hot and then I feel weird. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a good answer. Oh my god, <laughs> that was a great answer. What about you? I don't know. No one. Uh, maybe the. Oh no, I know Naomi, the best friend. So Leslie Mann's best friend. Who You're like, not Naomi. I think so. Naomi. Excuse sorry. me. So when when she, because I think that if I like to think at least if if someone, I mean I'm obviously nothing like her, but there's a certain part she's in it for ten seconds, and she's like. We got to get you a hot piece of ass to get over your ex-husband or whatever. And I, not that I would say that necessarily, but I would be so, I would drop my world, I think. If? If, uh, if someone, if one of my friends needed to get over, if they're having, going through a shitty divorce, I would drop everything and be like, what do you need? Do you want to get with somebody? Do you want to just watch movies all the time? Do you want to eat ice cream? Do you want to go out? Do you want to go on a trip? What do you want to do? You know what, Maddie? We're about to have a precious moment right here. Oh boy. When I went through a breakup that was truly traumatizing and heartbreaking for me, uh-huh. guess who was the first person to come over to my home the night of the breakup? Who? That damn night. Who? You. Was it? Was I really? You came over to my apartment as soon as I texted you, and Did you I came really? over and you sat with me, and I literally, I was so upset. I was like, I remember asking you, like, do you think we're gonna get back together? And you were like, I don't know. And I was like, I just want you to say yes. And you were like, okay, I think you'll get back together. <laughs> like I was, I was in a state of mind as if, honestly, as if I had just lost a parent. I was so devastated. And you came. Did I really? You came like a for knight in shining armor. And I, I do appreciate think, that. Like, there's a part of me that at least 
I try really hard because, I mean, I would want the same support from someone. But I also understand when people are going through something, even if it's not even a, a breakup or a loss of somebody. But like, so I agree you know with Naomi. I, I, I like Naomi. She's the best character. <laughs> I also have to say, just to keep pumping your ego up. There was one time where I was living in Peterborough. I just had a really rough shift at a shelter I used to work at. I was feeling really down. And I texted you just being like... Oh, I remember this. I don't know what I said, to be honest. I think I was just feeling like really... I was just not living the life that I wanted to be living. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I feel like crap, blah, blah, blah. And you took a gosh dang bus... I did, yeah. To Peterborough. And then we had a fantastic night together. I feel like I together. looked up. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think I might have, because that might have been a Friday night or something. And I think I said, okay, the next bus is at 11 a.m. I'll be there at 12 or whatever. No, you're such a good friend. And then we went and saw Get Out. We did. That's right. Great film. That was a really fun weekend. I know. I, mean, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but I appreciate the things that you do. Thank you so much. Um, um, can I ask another question really quickly? Yeah. I feel like one of these episodes we were like, let's let's start talking about our favorite characters. Did we ever do that again? Or should I don't we know. do? But I choose Jan. Oh, she's so I choose Ned. All right. So we were meant to be. I actually think that you're most like Jan in this Are movie. Are you kidding me? Why? Because I just feel like <laughs> Someone like Ned would like try and like get with you, and at first you'd be like, oh, but then secretly you'd be like into it. That's like Mike, my current boyfriend. Oh, really? (laughs) And I feel like you'd be down. Well, Mike, actually, let's just back up a second. Mike, your boyfriend, literally, whenever he has a moment to himself, he's watching Lord of the Rings. That's very true. That's very. The other weekend, he watched all three of them. Yeah. (laughs) I know. We gotta pick the next movie. All right, let's make it a good one. I think it's your turn. Maybe we should have some black people or some Asian people. There's no one. There's no diversity in the movies we've picked. Okay, got a good one. It's your pick this time. Wait. Yeah, I picked this last one. Oh. Okay, ready. <gasps> I get so nervous. Okay, we have hashtag reality high. What the hell's that? I think it's like a newer one. I think it's from like the last couple of years. Well, it's got to because it's got hashtag in the title. True. Hashtag. This is fun. We neither of us have seen this or heard of it, really. Um, At least American Graffiti, I'd heard of. Give Reality. us the. I don't even. Year in the log line. It is from 2017. Ooh, last year. Okay. High achieving high school senior Danny Barnes dreams of getting into UC Davis, the world's top veterinarian school. Then a glamorous new friend draws her to Southern California scene that threatens everything she's worked for. It's a comedy, drama, and romance. Oh my gosh! What? Kate Walsh is in it. <gasps> AKA um, Kate Walsh. Addison um, yeah. Montgomery. Uh, it is an hour and 39 minutes. All right. Great. So the next episode will be hashtag reality high. We have no idea. We've ne- Neither of us have ever seen it or heard of it. Great. I'm Great. excited. Great. You can go follow us on Instagram at Teenage Dirtbags with a Z podcast. And you can go follow us on Twitter at Podcast Teenage. Uh, Yeah, that's cool. Goodbye. Later days, bruh. Goodbye.